What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 220. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's no expert, nobody I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? And I'm good, and it's great to be here with the family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more, no expert with more expertise or knowledge than my favorite director, who's also my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more, no one whose expertise is more outstanding than the guy they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr., the world calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, well. Um, you know, this is uh, this is this is. I'm going to call this episode "Deja Vu" all over again. That's what I'm going to call it. Deja Vu all over again. Last week we talked about yet another mass shooting, and we lamented the fact that we didn't have. Any kind of pre, uh, what they call a sot, pre, uh, pre uh, recorded uh, music or statement to cover all of the mass shootings that happened in America. Because sure enough, as we were recording the episode, another mass shooting happened during mm-hmm. the course of the time we were recording the episode. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that we also needed a pre recorded uh, segment or feature to cover black people being murdered by police. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, it, you know, once I'm, I'm a big James Bond fan. And one of the books I read when I was a kid was Goldfinger. And my favorite line from the book is once is happenstance, twice is coincidence. And the third time it's enemy action. Well, we're way past the third time. We're mm-hmm. way past enemy action. This is not a, a bug but a feature of policing, it seems, in the United States. Policing that, you know, um, evolved from slave patrols. And, and certainly, if anybody watched the video, the horrific video of uh, the murder of uh, Tyree uh, Nichols, you felt like you were watching them catch a runaway slave. Mm-hmm. You, you legitimately felt like they were hunting a runaway slave. Now, I know people are going to say, well, you know, the five officers that did it were black. Let me say this. And I say this with, with uh, and we're going to be uh, fully disclosing that we have family members who are in law enforcement. One of our cousins is a retired police officer. So it's not about hatred of police. You know, I don't want to sound like the old racist dude, but some of my best friends, I have good friends who are uh, police officers and retired police officers. So it's not about anti-policing. I think it's about police culture. And as I said, these these modern policing is really uh, an evolution, an evolutionary tree that came from, from slave patrols. And so, unfortunately, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck, Unfortunately, even even and I, you know, y'all back me up on this. Even family members who don the blue don some of that culture too. Sure, and mm-hmm. and and that culture is uh, based in, in in white supremacy. So these black officers 
while they were black and they were assaulting and eventually murdering uh, a young black man. Um, uh, their, their skin color was secondary to to that blue. Um, you know, we all saw Django. Stephen was black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephen was black. Mm-hmm. And and quiet as it's kept, the character that J.B. Fox was playing, Django, the, the, the role he was portraying, the impersonating, was that of a black slaver. So that mm-hmm. does exist. I, and I want people to know, because I don't want anybody trying to say, well, you know, how can you blame? I guess you guys have to be quiet now because it was black people doing it. No, it was black people doing it in, in, in an organization that has been predominantly... Uh, right-leaning, right-wing. And as I said, I know guys who are former police officers who will talk the same shit that you hear uh, <laughs> coming out of the Proud Boys or the Oath hey, Keepers. Hey, Anthony, what about the movie Life? Who's overlooking the uh, the prison? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. boss. Yeah, yeah, boss. Look at the boss, and he got a gun, and he's putting it on the brother. So that's just, that's the culture, man. You know, so, I, you know, when you see it, I'm not surprised. That's the culture. Yeah, no, and and so uh, as I said, I mean, it was like literally like watching, uh, you know, the, the the escape slave scene. You know, where they where they tracking them down. They got the radio, and damn, they got the dogs out, and they're running down. And mm-hmm. These brothers are huffing and puffing. I mean, first of all, y'all shouldn't be trying to beat no damn body if you that damn out of shape. Mm-hmm. And and let me say this: when you go to jail, I hope you all in better shape when you get in jail because they you're not gonna be chasing some some. 135 pound young man you gonna be dealing with with dudes who are happy to see you that's right um you know i mean you know i i couldn't understand the stop i couldn't understand the level of escalation and the violence mm-hmm. that took place i couldn't understand uh their need to to i don't teach them a lesson force them into compliance and i i'll, I'll tell you I, I, we've talked about this before you know, sometimes compliance is not enough. Even when you comply, ain't good it's enough. not enough. It's not, yeah, it's not good enough. It's not fast enough. It's not with enough deference to the person asking you to comply. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am uh, disgusted by it again. Um, certainly, you know, you <laughs> you listen to, to Malcolm X in 1964, 65. He's talking about police brutality. Richard Pryor is making jokes about police brutality in the 70s. We're talking 60, 50 years ago, and we're still here? Yeah, we're still here. And it's from the culture that they are in. I'm not saying all police officers are like that, but you have certain ones because they have a badge and have a gun. They feel that they're above everything. And that's the problem with a lot of them. And what they forget about people, that people are human beings, but these guys like took it to a level like when they ran up on him, they just snatched him out the car. And the words that we're going to remember for a long time, he said, what did I do? Right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you hear, get down, turn over, move over. They got his arm now. He can't run. Right. I'm going to have to tase you. And he, he's on the ground. It's like, yo, come on. So after they spray him and he's able to run, he's running for his life. He's not trying to, he's trying to escape them, but he's running for his life because he doesn't want to be killed. And he knows that this is what's, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right, Keith. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. He's running for his life because he knows that something in his, his yeah. spirit and his soul and his survival instinct said, wait a minute, 
this is not normal. This is not a normal traffic stop. They didn't ask me for my license and registration. They didn't say, you know, you've been driving radically. You know, where are you coming from? They didn't ask none of those questions. No, none whatsoever. Pulled up on him. He didn't even know what he it looked like a drive-by when they pulled up on him. Then they hop out of the car because they keep this in mind. Unmarked. It's at yeah. night. Unmarked cars. Yeah, unmarked cars, DP. Yeah. Unmarked cars. Unmarked. Somebody's yelling at you, screaming at you. You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Then they barely identify themselves as police officers. I guess he realizes he sees the flashes. Oh, wait a second. This is a police stop. But then he realizes this is not a regular police stop. They're on some different shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. They could have been high. I always, you know, when you look at that tape, you, you go back to the George Floyd. I always say, okay, when does somebody in the groups like, yo, yo, chill, chill, that's enough. Nobody ever does that. Everybody continues to jump in, to join in. To it's like remember the game we was kids, Johnny on the pony, Tony. When you got somebody on the on the uh, fence holding the wall, and you just keep jumping until you can break the guy, you know, or whoever you you jumping on. And I'm like, when does somebody say, yo, yo, we okay, we he got the message, but it continues on. And there's one officer, and as you were saying, like these guys aren't in shape. And after he's beating him, he put his hands on his knees to get his breath. And I'm like, so you that goddamn tired and you still don't tell none of your buddies, yo, he he got the message because I'm tired now. I'm tired of whooping his ass. He put both hands on his knees. It's like he playing a game like, who coach, take me out. I'm tired, man. Get somebody up. And nobody stops them. And the words, if no other words, you know, I heard what you said, Keith. But I go back to George Floyd when this guy yells for his mom, and that's the part that broke me down there. And I'm like, when they heard that, if that didn't take you back to George Floyd, nothing else would, because he's doing, he's in the same position where he's yelling out for his mama, and they kept on whooping him like he was an animal, and there was no gun involved, no knife involved, ain't nobody get shot. I'm like, and you get whooped like this. And on the flip side, when I was working and I work with a lot of police officers, some of the nicest people in the world. But one thing they always gave me was like that, that detective card. I always had like some sort of PBA card as nice as they were. It's like they knew. All right. We we good with you, but the other people don't know you. Every year, once a year, I need to get one of them cards too. Y'all hear me out there? Once a year, you put it in. You know, you put it in your wallet. You update every year, and if you get stopped, you pull it out along with your driver's license, and you hand it over to the officer, and that straight up de-escalates the situation. I've been pulled over X amount of time. I show that. All right, man, just you know, slow down a little bit. Okay, sir. Thank you. But they knew then that I needed it no matter what I did for a living and what my relationship was with them, because they know if that stop, that stop can go real wrong, real fast. And as you mentioned, Anthony, it escalates. But when you watch the video and remember, these guys know they're being filmed. They got the body cameras or they still don't stop. I don't know what made it escalate to that point. And, you know, I've watched it several times and I'm like, what did this guy do for you guys to be that angry? I mean, did they, they didn't get their overtime and their paycheck or they was beefing and the, the donuts were stale when they stopped earlier. <laughs> Something went wrong before they saw him that got them to that level and kept them there. Yeah, well, my, my mentality kept them going. That, that's always the case. I mean, mm. it's rare that you have. We've seen, you know, uh, like you always 
we've been around or seen like type of deal was like say two guys are beefing next thing you know it's like why is everybody fighting it's right. that kind of weird mind and it's i've never been in that vibe because quite frankly when people start throwing fists i'm out the door <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not i mean especially put it this way, random people if it's like you know obviously you know family if, well then we all in but if it's right. some dudes in a club and we i'm not here for an ass whooping so i'm out the door <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not that guy but that mob mentality always happened. You always wonder, like, like when you said, what, five guys, not one person said, hey, 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 wait, 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 right. stop. And part of it is because the mob mentality. The other part of it is because for police officers, we've seen in certain movies. I remember that there was a famous line from, um, oh, my gosh, I uh, just drew a blank. Uh, uh, American Gangster, when he was like, I mean, no, no, I'm not going to, nobody's, nobody's going to trust me, but you count this money. I'm, I'm, I'm a pariah. I can't call anybody. And mm-hmm. it's that sort of weird mentality, like, listen. If I say, hey, guys, stop, you know, stop giving this, stop, stop, the old days were called tune-up, stop tuning them up, mm-hmm. then when I'm under a, a you know, situation, I mean, I get a partner that, that that backs me, or I may not, you know, when the call goes out to shots fired, I may hear, oh, it's that guy, F him, you know, he didn't want to help out yeah. last time. Yeah. And that's that's all these weird things that transcend or, or supersede the simple basic fact that this is a person. This is, mm-hmm. this is somebody, somebody. And you didn't care about somebody, somebody, and that's it. It's I mean, I'm not sure what oath police officers take, but you know, the doctors take the Hippocratic oath. You know, above all else, do no harm. That should be part of the police officers as well. Listen, I may be mad, I may be furious, but even though I don't, you know, like you, my job is to serve and protect. And like we until this, well, I guess we're never going to find out what did he do that didn't deserve for him to be protected. It's the line, the last, uh, last thing. I say. It's the line from uh, a few good men. You know, what do we do wrong? We do wrong. Well, we were supposed to protect people who couldn't protect themselves. And that's the same right. thing. They were supposed to protect him for whatever they thought he did wrong. Somebody, one of those five, one of those six, should have said, "Listen, hey, you know what? Stop." And yeah, and then when it goes comes down to it, when you have a uh, eternal affairs, yeah, it was officer A, B, C, D, and F. And you know, if that's that's how it has to go down, that has to go down. Because I got to sleep at night. Yeah, you, you know what he did wrong, Mark. He ran, they were tired, they huffing and puffing, and they angry. But that's a couple yeah. of licks. That's a couple of tune-ups. That's not a, a beat down. I mean, you we yeah. always, I mean, we know the tune-up. Listen, yeah. you make me run, you can get a hit with a book. Right, you know, right. that's the type of you know, open hand slap. Right. But they don't look at it like that. That's how now it's like, you know, how, how many open hand slaps do you have to get? It's it's, it's right. And, 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 and what you said, that mob mentality, because when they got him at the second scene. There was an officer that came just running and kicked him in his face, mm-hmm. straight up in his face. And you know they got them hard steel toed shoes. Mm-hmm. It was like a gang jumping. It was crazy. Yeah, just I like kicked him in. The, I was like, God damn, come on! He's on the ground. He ain't going nowhere. Not resisting. Um, and Nothing. Then, now remember, now when you fast forward, EMS come. They got him leaning on the car. They not rendering no assistance. They see the guy falling over. I'm like, can y'all all be that cold and heartless? The guy is, you. your job, your job to is to revive him. and render medical attention. Everybody, as my father would say, get your hands out of your pocket. You're playing pocket pool over there. Everybody playing goddamn pocket pool and nobody's running to this guy's aid. It's like they did not see him Forget along, uh, forget about being a black man. They didn't see him as a human being because when they get there, 
and they don't help them. And I don't know what the conversation was between the police and EMS where they say, leave him alone, he'll be all right. But you as EMS, you take some sort of cold that you're here to save lives and you don't get involved because those two guys got fired too. It's like everybody, seven folks cannot be that heartless with a person to our knowledge so far that none of them have ever met. Right. And Derek, like you said, they didn't look at him as, as a human being no, no more. No. He was nothing. He was like garbage yeah. to them. It was. You and, know. and we talk about the, you know, the uh, obviously the, the like I say, sometimes people defend a letter versus defending, you know, a right or wrong. They're defending the color because the police chief, um, I forgot her name, um, black lady, it said certain certain things I know, and I, that's why I can't say this guy, uh Pat Lynch, uh the the PBA head of the uh, FOP in, in New York City drives me crazy. There are sometimes when you see something, I don't care if they're on your team. You guys say, "Listen, that is wrong. That's flat wrong. I, I can't defend that." I, I, you know, maybe if, if when you see it, you should have a reaction of, "I don't know what happened, but what we did was wrong." Now, if the investigation proves to prove us innocent, well, I'll tell you that. But from what I'm seeing, just like you, I can see my eyes too. We failed. Yes. But she can't even say that. She says we have to see the uh, the video and do more research to find out, not the video, whatever her political BS answer was. It's like, listen, sometimes you just got to be able to say, listen, and, and but but she's she's the blue, so she can't say that because then she's got to command other blues, which mm-hmm. case she may lose her job or her status. But certain times you just see somebody go, I can't defend that. I, I, I'm, I just can't defend that. Unless something comes up, you go, oh, okay, well, he had a nuclear bomb on him, and we didn't know that at the time. So, you know, (laughs) but if none of those things, I just don't understand why you can't do that when it's that blatant at times. I just don't understand it. Well, when you talk about her, it it goes back to what you you, you said about the other officers with the mob mentality. Because if she steps that hard to him, she could be out on a call and she needs assistance. Oh, man, she didn't support us, man. Let's take our time. Instead of it taking us 30 seconds to get there, let her get her ass whooped for three minutes and then we'll show up. Hey, what's going on here? So everybody's under the same pressure when you got to have somebody to have your back. And that's the type of job that you in. But one of the toughest things for human beings is to look in the mirror and say, I'm wrong. And yeah. well, that's that's really, really tough. What you guys are describing, essentially, is a gang. That's yes, what it is. That's what that's it is. That's a gang. You're describing a gang. Uh, you know, you better be down to fight no matter what. And you better, you know, blah, blah, blah. No snitching in the whole nine yards. Yes. That's a gang. Yes. Uh, the police chief in Memphis, the one you're talking about, Mark, her name is uh, Chief Ser- uh, Serlin. And she's Davis. cute. And she's cute. <laughs> oh, she was Derek, really? You need to put that out this. Her fine ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and again, the, the the police officers were immediately dealt with. And, and, and that that's that's what kind of struck me. I said, wow, what's different here? What's different about these police officers they where black. we don't have, don't have to wait for all the facts to come out? We're waiting for all the facts to come out. It's still too early to determine what's going on. Where the department is investigating and the officers have been put on on uh, on leave, uh, you know, or been assigned to their desk right. until we can get to the bottom. of it. No, these guys are fired right away. Didn't hesitate. They, oop, gone. You know, and then you know, ironically, the the one white officer who's involved, mm-hmm. you didn't hear about him. They they showed you the five black faces right away. The white mm-hmm. officer, they're like, oh, you know, okay, he's he's got some dust duty, and now it's just coming <laughs> coming to light. Because when I saw the video, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I'm counting. I'm like, count. I said, I said, I said, I said, is it me or there's six people there? Yeah, I see crazy. six people. That's right. Why yeah. did not? Why why is he not involved? Because even if he wasn't, you know, one of the primary uh, people and doing with the assault, he certainly had the right to say, "Yo, guys, what are y'all doing?" Mm-hmm. And you know what really got me about this thing is that you hear dispatch. Dispatch is asking and say, "Well, why are you in pursuit? What did he do? Mm-hmm. He why are you in pursuit? Because he ran for his life. He right. wasn't supposed they, to run. Right. Because there's 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 rules about you know I mean uh, uh, about you know pursuit foot foot uh, uh, either uh, vehicle pursuits or foot pursuits. And dispatch asked them right away. The death sergeant's going, well, "Why are you chasing? What do you what did he do? What did he do that you need to chase? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about that. We, we got to get him." <laughs> okay, and once you catch him and you look at his size, it's like, yo, man, it's, it's nobody thought to say, ah, right, man, all right, he made us run. Let's, you know, the tune up. Let's, you know, give him a pip slap, and you know, let's let's take him downtown or whatever it is. No, we're gonna whoop little man's ass. Little man cannot defend himself, and we're gonna whoop little man's ass so that he knows better. And if you hear the cussing, remember they cussing and oh, everything. Oh, they was cussing up a storm, I'm like, Derek. Oh my. I'm like, they on something, man. You know, it's like something. They must have had some Hennessy, some hen dog, <laughs> or you know, some E and J or something, man. They were. It was like they were out of their minds, out of their bodies, because little man ran and was able to get away. Yeah, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. my, my thing, my thing is, 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 uh, you know, we. I hear y'all saying the term tune-up. And I've, and I've heard this. You know, some people call it tune-up. I've actually heard a police officer friend of mine say, well, you had to give so-and-so an attitude adjustment. <laughs> That's what they call it. Attitude adjustment. Wait a second. Who are you to fix my attitude? <laughs> you took a test. You took a civil servants exam. Who are you? And you, you spent... And let me say this about police officers and, and the use of lethal force. It takes six months in the academy before they give you a gun. Mm-hmm. But if I want to do your hair, it'll take me two years to get a cosmetology license. Mm-hmm. I want I want, I want, want our audience to understand what I'm saying. Before I can pick up a goddamn curling iron, I got to spend two years in beauty school. But I can have a gun on the street in six months. There's something really, really wrong with that. Fact. Something so wrong with that that it, it just it boggles the mind. And I, I'll say this too. I had this conversation uh, the other day talking about old school policing uh, and the fact that we no longer know uh, any beat cops. You don't know any beat cops. You haven't no. seen a beat cop. Used to be guys on the block on the neighborhood. I know where I, we grew up uh, Linda Plaza. Uh, there was a police officer uh, that used to come through on his scooter, a uh, little helmet, uh, but he was chilling. You know, talk karate in, in, in one of the buildings and uh, everybody know him. Uh, uh, shout out to Mr. Myers. That's what I call him. I didn't call him Officer Nothing. I called him Mr. Mm-hmm. Myers. Mm-hmm. And he would come by and say, yo, y'all fellas see uh, and hear about whatever that thing was. You hear about it? Everybody be like, nah, I ain't hear nothing, Mr. Myers. Nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know nothing. Nah, I ain't see nothing. But I guarantee you, when they caught Mr. Myers alone, including me, we said, yo, I'll tell you exactly who it was. <laughs> And he would say, yeah, I already heard it from like, you know, 12 of your friends. Oh, okay. All, right. <laughs> All y'all snitch it. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, everybody dropped time. 
because you had a relationship with that guy. Yeah. You knew he was going to keep your secrets. Yeah. You knew he wasn't going to, you know, have you out there exposed. He just wanted to know. And, you know, we all, everybody told. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have that relationship now. Now these guys riding squad cars and patrol cars, and they show up like they're patrolling Fallujah. And they, they, you know, they show up, you know, ready for ready for warfare because they come from the suburbs. You know, maybe Mark can tell you this because I know you ride the trains out to, to where you live. Uh, and sometimes you take it to the city and you leave early because the nature of your job. How many times have you been on the train and see on seen all the police recruits riding on the train with you on, on the LIR? R? Um, actually, they don't they don't do that anymore. They all drive in. Um, <laughs> so, but but by nature they tend to live out here anyway. Um, this, right. Yeah, you know, where I live on Long Island, it's it's a lot of police and a lot of uh, actually there's a lot of blue collar, a lot of white collar. It's I'm not sure what percentages are what, but there are a lot of uh, NYPD um, who live out here, just because it's a good gig. If 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 done right, it's a good living. Now, obviously, they they kind of bastardize it when they towards the end when they start you know ranking up that overtime, but it's it it can be like we said we have family members a noble gig, and and like a lot of times a lot of things. We're, we're always we're highlighting the things that go wrong, and the somebody say you only highlight the things that go wrong. Well, there's a thing I do at, at every, every, every at the end of my shift. It's called a, a we call it a DR. It's called a discrepancy report, and it's the things that went wrong in, in the uh, newscast. So literally, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened, and uh, I always say there's no there's no reason to write up what you should be doing anyway. Like if if it should, like I used to have a director when I when I worked in Baltimore. He's always say good show. And my, my friend of mine, my TD, would say, hey, listen, why don't you ever say good show? I said, because I'm not going to reward you for doing what the hell you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're supposed to have a good show. You're not supposed to screw up. So why am I going to reward? You know, I should. we shouldn't have to sit there and say, hey, he was a good officer. That's his job. He's supposed to be a good officer. He's supposed not to kill somebody. He's supposed to do those things. You got to highlight the things that are wrong. That's what the whole news is about. You, otherwise, you're not going to come on air and say, listen, today, nobody shot up a school today. Um, everybody, you know, had a good game. No, you report the things are getting wrong. So that's why these these episodes jump up and they seem like they're happening all the time, just because you report the oddity, not the normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, again, yeah, I, I, I can tell you, I've been on the train uh, when I lived out out east on Long Island, and certainly, you know, same thing. On radio, you leave, you know, we had a morning show, so I was on the train, you know, after. Uh, you know, production meetings about about 12, 1 o'clock, and I would be getting on the train with a billion police recruits. And I, you know, and we used to work literally across from the garden. Uh, in fact, the station, you, know, you guys know, the station is literally above the garden. So I used mm-hmm. to park my car in the uh, uh, garage uh, across the street. And so, you know, graduations, you know, police graduations happen in Madison Square Garden. Oh, and everybody sh- runs downstairs to the to the Long Island Railroad. I'm saying, well, wait a second. Where y'all going? Where you coming from? I'm, I have a hard to. I, I, yeah. I truly believe you cannot patrol a neighborhood that you are not familiar with, that yeah. you are not, that you don't understand the culture and the vibe and, and the rhythm and the rhyme of the neighborhood. Yeah, but they had a time where you had to be basically from the, you know, in the Brooklyn city, from, at least from the five boroughs, in order to be a police officer. They had that for a little while, but then they took that back away. Then they started, because they didn't, 
were not getting the recruits that they wanted. So that's why they reached back out to Long Island. And as you say, when you come to New York City and you're from Long Island, it's two different worlds. You know, these these our people, I ain't gonna say these people, our people are different in our culture, how we talk, how we roll. You know, you see three or four guys in the corner, you're gonna go to them, y'all need to break this up, you need to get away. But they they're having a conversation. Right. So so now you antagonize them like, who the hell you think you are talking to us like this? We're talking among ourselves. So a lot of things they don't understand, but these five or six officers, they understood the, the young man and what he was going through, the fear factor that kicked in his soul. And for them to take it to the level that they took it to, they just forgot everything they was taught as kids until we're there as adults. Now they're realizing what they done did. Yes, Dirk? Hey, can I ask you a question? Um, yes. You was talking about the three guys that they broke up. Um, were they in front of a bodega or Markham X, and did they have do-rags on their head? <laughs> <laughs> because at my, hey, Ed, at my age, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Well, let's break this up and let's move this along. I'm really all right with that. But if that's the look, I mean, you need to, you know, specify, because, you know, yeah. at my age, in the time of night, I'm not looking to run across them three guys in front of the Omega and they short on hot cocoa money. I'm not looking to go past them guys. Like, truth truth get, be told. Truth yeah. be told. Let's say truth what it be is. Told, I have a hard time squeezing past them guys when they... When they block in the doorway to the bodega, and all okay. I want to do is go inside and get a bottle of water, or soda, and keep it. Well, ain't the brothers in the, in the bodega? It's just all a right. group of okay. normal, right. normal men chit chatting. Okay, no, okay. So. I, I, we we need to kind of be clear. <laughs> once again. Okay. Are they in front of? Let's say a newspaper stand, and I'm trying to get a newspaper or a piece of candy. <laughs> I need to know where, what time of day is the street lights out because they broke them. I mean, what are we dealing with here? What are we dealing with here? We're dealing with normal circumstances. Okay, okay, okay. normal I, circumstances. Okay. <laughs> I, not, I, in the, not in the pizzeria, not ordering nothing, right? Just, 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 just hanging chill. out there, seeing, you know, if I'm using a debit card, and you know, if I'm actually going to get changed back, and then they're going to ask me, "You got any spare change?" Not one of those guys right no no none of them guys okay, you, know. Okay, okay. you know like they used to do back in the day when they used to help hold the cipher you remember the guys who sold the so ciphers back in the days guys oh the uh, five, 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 five percent what's the day's mathematics okay. right you know it's like 10 15 of them guys talking out there oh, the cops, oh, 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 oh. This, well, there's nobody walking by that exactly <laughs> back then the cops didn't bother them like they are now that's that was the big difference and they were just you know talking whatever they talking do they got hoodies on well, Dirk, they ain't had no hoodies on back. They had koofies on. But do they on got hoodies there. on? These three guys, do they got on the hoodies in the mask? <laughs> it's one the time you got a hoodie on, Dirk. It's one the time. Right, right, right. Break that up. Break that up. <laughs> 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 oh, your guys are crazy, man. No, I mean, it's important information. I mean, it is it's background information. You do have to know. Yeah, okay. 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 I, I hope I can lie to you on it. I don't yeah. want the police who listen to our show to think that they should walk past the do-rags and the hoodies at 10.30 at night in front of Bodega. I do want that crowd broken up. That is not what we're saying because I am afraid at my age. Yes, I am. So, hey, listen, perfect example. When we all go out to dinner, there's at least seven to eight of us we, when we're meeting outside. Right. Right. But we never had that problem where cops, like, you know, no, break the up. No. Keith, you ain't, you see our age, you can't even stand straight with your knee. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't intimidating. <laughs> 
Should we see two of them three under Thundercats? I'm looking at Matt and Corey. Y'all need to handle them cats, man. I'm not getting that. Dude, you see, when we stand and we on 116th, everybody walk through our crowd. We're not intimidating at all. That's true. Yeah, nobody there. Nobody walks around. That's true. Nobody That's walks fact. around. They walk right. Even the little people, the old ladies, they walk. Ain't nobody. And probably straight got their purses open straight through our crowd. We are not intimidating at all. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Uh-uh. So there's a difference, big fella. Uh-uh. Yes, it is. I won't see them cats. Yeah, I just, I, again, I mean, um, I, I think, you know, offering condolences to the fam, family of Tyree yeah. Nichols. I mean, I certainly, uh, I want to say something about them and about their character and the quality of human beings that, that both his mother and his father are. They are far better, far better than me. Yes. The mother, I watched the mother speak and I watched the dad speak and I don't know how they're able to to put the words together and keep it together. I guess they, they have a strong faith, uh, but they are far better human beings than, than me. And and I hope, I hope that they get enough money from the city of Memphis that it will soon be called Nichols, the city mm. of Nichols. Because, because th- that nobody, nobody, should 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 die at the hands of police for simply driving while black DWB. It mm-hmm. should not happen. And I've told you guys my experiences and 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 but for the grace of God go I because on many occasions it could have happened. Somebody could have decided, mm-hmm. oh, this is my I'm I'm I got one. I'm gonna do what I do. Especially, you know, I mean just just in general, you know, whether I was coming home from a club uh, comedy club or a nightclub, you know, just, just, you know, hanging out, just, just being, you know, you, you get pulled over, you know, whatever. And I don't want to have conversations about where I'm going or where I'm coming from. I don't want to have conversations about whether my car is nice or not. It's none of your damn business. What do we stop for? What am I stopped for? Let's get to that and let's move on. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? Um, because we got to dig a little deeper because you are a wise guy and a, a smarty aleck and slick with your mouth. When they're asking you <laughs> questions, you know, I, I'm curious, are you using your college training with the way you respond to make them feel small and that's the reason they're giving you a hard time? Or are you using your comedic tone and kind of joking on the, the police officers and making them feel bad? You know, I just want to know what that's about when they do talk to you. How do you no, respond? I, I answer the questions that I'm asked. I find that hard to believe. You know, no, no, no. I can see you doing that slick talk that you do, and they looking like, oh, this is one of them slick Negroes. We're going to show him you know, who we are. I can see you doing that because it's late, you frustrated back in the day, and kind of busting their chops on the low where they got to be a little smart to actually keep up with what you're saying. So you're saying you're not responding, you haven't responded that way. That's what you want us to believe. No, nah, if they ask for license and registration, I, I, I let them know if I if the registration's in the glove box, I, I got the lights on, I'm like, yo, can I get, it's in the glove box. You want to get it or you want me to get it? If you want me to get it, I'm reaching into the glove box to get my registration. Now question, Anthony, is your stress levels elevated? Through the roof. Okay. So Derek, yes, he's 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 figuring in his mind 
I got to say something to these guys. And I know he did. I know he did. He doesn't want to admit it. You know, it's just, you know. No, I want to get home. I want want to survive the encounter. That's that's really what's on my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah, we we both, both the police and me, we're both good with the gap. You know, they got their, they, they, what's my man, what Full Metal Jacket said, the, the Sarge, he said, they play their games, we play ours. <laughs> I think you know, he answered it, yes. You know, okay. um, Dirk, I think he sent all of us the uh, the video from Boys in the Hoods. You remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they have, um, they, they, have got they got Trey. When Trey got Trey against the car, uh, yeah. the black officer has the gun in, in, in his throat. Right. Yeah. And he tells him, this is the reason why I took this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. It's deep when you think about what's going on now, what has Look, been going on. There's a lot of self-hatred out, out there, and, and that's how it manifests itself. It, it, mm-hmm. it does. It, it manifests itself that way. Again, as I said, um, no kid. And, and, you know, and, and, and let me say this too. I mean, for, 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 for our listeners, in case they have not heard the story of some of our internationalists, this happened in, in the South, in a large city in the South, Memphis, Tennessee, home of Elvis Presley. Um, and, and it's also the home to, to some, some real reckless policing. Um, and it has been for a while. I mean, Memphis is also where they killed Dr. King. So let's not get it twisted. They have a history of just not doing the right damn thing down there. So um, I, I think, you know, when we, when we talk about, when we talk about policing, it, it, it's, this is, you know, just like, just like uh, continual mass shootings is an American phenomenon. It doesn't happen really all any place else in the world, but here, um, extrajudicial killings and that's what it's called because they're law enforcement officers they're not they're murdering you without trial or without jury um it's an extrajudicial killing uh of of black and brown people men and women um is is something that i think you know outside of these these of a dictatorship of some third world country some third world secret police dictatorship this is one of the few uh um of the G8, you know, of, of the 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 first world countries that this happens on a regular basis to people of color. It's it's it's, it's shameful. It is a shameful uh situation. And and again, um I hope that uh when I go to that part of Tennessee, when I go to South uh <laughs> southwestern Tennessee the next time to that city that it's called Nichols, that I, that I buy an air ticket to Nichols. So I can go to Beale <laughs> Street in Nichols, Tennessee. I hope they take it all. Take it all. You know, and this is what some people, I think what they really need to recognize about this level of police violence and brutality. Yeah, it's killing individual black men and women, brown men and women. But you know what, who else is kicking his ass? Who else's ass is getting kicked? The taxpayer, sure, they white pay. folk, y'all need to say something because when they do that, when 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 your city police force, you know, unless you are right with it, when your city's police force kills somebody, your city has to pay the tab. Sure. Your true. city pays the tab, your tax dollars. So if you're complaining about the trains being late or not enough bus service to get you from one side of 57th Street to the other, 
Think about all them buses that could have been bought for them millions of dollars that was spent, uh, you know, paying Amadou Diallo or somebody else who's been violated in, in, in the city of New York or, or, or cities around the country. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Yeah. I mean, as, as I said, I mean, you know, I hate to have these conversations and I know, unfortunately, this is not the last one we're going to have. As Mark was saying before, we're going to be back here again. Sure. Agreed. We are going to be back here again having this conversation about somebody else. Uh, speaking of the city of New York, <laughs> this is this is a weird situation. Apparently, some undocumented migrants <laughs> who are here seeking asylum uh, and were put up in a New York City hotel. Uh, this this has been a this is kind of a crisis uh, uh, where. Um, southern cities are are just randomly shipping uh, groups of migrants to northern cities and and you know dumping them on our doorstep with no coordination. So in this particular instance, there was a group of migrants, I guess, in a in a hotel in yeah in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen hotel called the Watson. Um, they were shipped up, I believe, from Texas, but I'm not. It could have been Florida, either or. Same same mentality. And, you know, these undocumented migrants, um, you, you could just probably assume the backstory, you know, you, you if you're willing to go through swamps and, and rivers and, and oceans to get out of there, you're probably coming from some bad deals. Okay, so fine. New York takes on the burden as as uh, the mayor, uh, Mr. Swaggy E, was saying, listen, this is not a New York problem. This is a national problem. We can't, we can't bear the cost of all this influx. We don't have, we don't. Our pockets are deep, but we're not we're not endless. So the government's got to take care of some of this uh, financial hit. So sort of some of the things are they were staying in this hotel, um, and New York was going to move them to another location, to another facility. I'm not sure if it was a hotel facility. What happened was some of the migrants got on the bus to go to this facility X. I forgot the name of the facility, and it really doesn't matter. Coming across the street doesn't matter. When they got there, they didn't like they didn't like what it was, um, one of the things they complained about, the cots were like, you know, were kind of lined up in a row, almost like, uh, I don't know, I've never been in the military, just lined up in rows and one of the like things- a barracks. Yeah, like a like, barracks. Yeah, one of the complaints were that the fluorescent lights on, on, on the whole time, so it was tough to sleep and their commute to work was a bit harder. And and I can tell you some of you at the station, and I'm included in that, were like, listen, um, if I'm not mistaken, you weren't sleeping on a, on a Tempur-Pedic when you got here, were you? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't at, you know, having a fine dining. You guys have nothing, had nothing. That's why you left and got there. We gave you something. We gave you a little bit of humanity until we figure out what to really do, whether it's for you to be, get your cards and to become taxpaying citizens. We're doing the best we can right now. And you're going to complain about that. They also, the same group, complained about the foods they were getting. They were saying they, they're tired of eating sandwiches and stuff. And one of the advice was perfect. It was from a guy, um, I forgot the guy's name, which is a random guy. Uh, he was like, listen, they complain about sandwiches. They're down the street, homeless people who would just be dying for a sandwich. And they're complaining about, it's like, it's the classic line, beggars can't be choosers. And, and that's sort of the same thing. I don't want you, of course, we're humane. At least you're supposed to be humane. That's part of being a, a, as a person. You're supposed to take care of people who, Sometimes can't take it themselves and hold down their luck. But when you're asking for everything and you're bringing nothing, 
it's really hard pill to swallow sometimes. It's like uh, I think Dad used to say. I think the quote was uh, uh, a cool walk. A cool walk beats a beat up car any day. No, a beat up car beats a cool walk any day. Well, that's the thing. They want to. They want. They want everything, and they're giving nothing. That's a tough pill to swallow, especially when you look around and people are on the street. I mean, the hotel they're staying at. As I drive into work, I pass a lot of homeless people who would love to have that quote unquote cot. <laughs> you know that lined up and would be dying for that oh a sandwich again so it's a really tough pill to swallow yeah i you know I, I usually i can play devil's advocate and come up with a really good counter argument this one is a little tricky uh but for the sake of the show i'm gonna try anyway mm-hmm. um i worked in and i did a show at the Queen's House of Detention. I did a show at the Manhattan, at the Tombs in Manhattan, and I think I did another one at the. Uh, I may have been in Brooklyn, uh, at the at, at the jail downtown. Mm-hmm. And you know, while I was sitting there talking to the CEOs, I, I asked the guy. I said, "Man, why? You know, I said these. You know, people complain. They said these guys got TV, and now they're getting live entertainment too. You think there's something kind of messed up about that?" And the guy's response, the CEO's response to me was, listen, man, I hear you, but here's the deal. At some point, every one of these cats is getting out. They're all getting out. Sooner or later, but they're getting out. And if you take away all of their humanity now, then they will have absolutely none when they get out. And then he reemphasized, and they getting out. <laughs> so, so I say that to say this in terms of 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 these these undocumented migrants. Um, yeah, they left situations in their countries, and we don't know. We don't know. I mean, some 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 could have been, you know, higher on the food chain in their don't, country don't, than others. Don't even. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm not saying the lawyer came, you know, walked his, yeah. walked his ass through the jungle. I don't think Johnny some was waiting through the river to get to here. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm a lot just of saying, Uber drivers in that damn, uh, in that damn water. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And 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 there's a lot of farmers, and 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 yeah. uh, you know, I, I get all that. Um, and yeah, you, I, I think we we would feel um, some kind of way about it, but I guess. We, I, if the argument, if the, let me say this, if their argument is that my children, I don't feel comfortable having my children in this environment, or my children can't sleep, yada yada yada, then I go, okay, that, I that's get not that argument, and that's that. Uh, that's not this crowd. This no, crowd well, is a well, bunch well, of guys, <clears throat> literally a bunch of guys who were like saying, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want that cut over there because I want this cut over here. And I was like, listen, right. like I said, I'm, I want to help people i would i i think it's just right to help somebody out but at a certain point it's like listen man i mean how much more can you tax physical you know toll uh, as far as people's mentality and, and thought and how much can you physically tax monetary a system at a certain point something's gotta get it breaks and and i'm always one of those people it's tough to take care of everybody when you look around and you know it's like you come to fix my house me your house is messed up like and i understand part of this is as united states we're like sort of like the band-aid for the world we got to fix everybody's ills and wills and i understand you know we got to go and do some things whether it's helping you know a war-torn country or whatever 
But then I turn around and go, listen, it's nice to help them, but can you turn around and help Mississippi? That's the poorest damn state. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. damn near third world and they're in our country. Can you help? Yeah. No, no, that's so absolutely it's true. It's hard for me to always be like, yeah, we didn't give money to Ukraine. We give money to um, Somalia or whatever country. And I turn around and go, listen, give them, give the money to them. Build this up first, and then you can go out there and maybe those people you built up will want to go help out. But it's just in this case of the migrants, it was it was tough tough pill to swallow. It was funny because this is a newsroom. I mean, typically newsrooms tend to be liberal thinking, and this was a group of pick the rainbow. We had everybody like. You know what? This, <laughs> yeah, this no, a tough one to kind of put on the air and kind of swallow. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. What's going to happen is they're going to back that bus up and send your send them folks back. Exactly. Nah, that's going to happen. Because, in the words of, okay, because you have something going on here. I'm sorry, you have to leave this location. You're still better than being out there in in, in the wilderness, basically with yeah, nothing, no, no shelter, Word. no nothing, it's no water, Word. no bathroom. No food, just the food that you, you know, scavenging for. You have an opportunity here, and you're gonna give these folks a hard time. Things don't Preach. usually work out too well for you. Listen Not to me. At all. You can't introduce me to the high life. I'm up in the in the Watson. I'm in the city. And you want me to go to Brooknorm and get swung on? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm staying right up in here in the city. We chilling. We doing what it is we do. And that's what happened. If they would have put them in Brooklyn first, I bet you there wouldn't have been no resistance. And even though we know the part of Brooklyn they go into, which is Red Hook, is really nice. Yeah. They saying, I'm not going over that Brooklyn Bridge. Kiss my ass first before that happened. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. I'm staying right up here in the city. But... We introduced them. You're coming from the jungle. You're coming from, you know, those bad conditions, walking all those days. And now I'm up in here and got a hot shower and the bed is nice. And I got something else for you with that. You know, I'm tired of salami and provolone. And I see on the on the on the menu, y'all got steak. Get that steak up here, player. What's <laughs> even worse about this situation with, with uh, what happened? This hotel used to be a pretty nice hotel where we stayed a couple of times for, for work. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic just crushed it. It went, went uh, they had to close. Prior, so once they kind of, quote unquote, reopened, it's not a hotel anymore. It became a shelter. I don't know, yeah, a shelter. I was almost said us in the correct term. It became a shelter. So the people who were in that, who were sheltering there until they could, you know, get home, had to leave and go to another shelter so these cats could come in. And you, I'm pretty sure people are like, wait, you, <laughs> I have this out. is my home. <laughs> then you kicked me out for these well, guys, and then they bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, and and I'm and I'm pretty sure from because I was when I was parked there, the shelter people had their cards. They were born in this country, so that's another issue that kicks in. People like that's why it's hard to kind of swallow the pill because. I mean, damn it, they're talking about congestion price. And it's like a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of, as I said, taxes, you know, monetary and and your nerves, that it's just, that's not the right thing. I mean, I'm not sure how to, I'm not sure what the solution is, but that shouldn't have been their kind of action. Like, I'm not going. Like, who the hell are you not going? No, no, I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm I, definitely, I can't, I can't argue what you guys are saying, but I, we've all, I've experienced it. I know, I know. You know, I try to do the right thing. I was on the subway. This this happened uh, last last fall, like late last fall, like like November. 
and I had a sandwich, right? I had a ham and Swiss sandwich, and I didn't eat the whole thing, so I had half of the sandwich, right? And I see this guy, uh, like, what was it, the 59th Street. 59th Street stop. He's there every day, and, and I said, you know what? I know this guy is here, and I walked by him. He's, like, right at the you know base of the stairs when you come from uh, the, the R trying to uh, uh, the uh, – the, uh, Columbus Circle area, right? No, not Columbus Circle. Okay. Like Fifty uh, Ninth Street uh, on on the uh, R and the um, okay for the Lexington Avenue, Lexington Avenue line, Fifty Ninth Street. So I see him, and I go, uh, "Hey man, would you you know you want to have a sandwich?" He said, "What kind is it?" What I thought to myself, <laughs> I said, "What?" I said, "It's uh, ham and Swiss." Oh no, I don't eat no pork. I said, I'm thinking, motherfucker, you was eating out of a trash can a little while ago. What are you talking about? You don't eat no pork. You got you got dietary restrictions in your diet. Are you serious? I said, "Lava Lake, bro." <laughs> right, yeah, all right, well, may Allah bless you with a real sandwich. And may Allah bless you with roast beef. I'm keep my fucking sandwich. I was tight, man. I did one better. I was when I was living in D.C. I wasn't making. I was doing okay. I'm still working television, but. I'm not doing as well as I'm doing now. Going to I live in Adams Morgan. You know what that place I live yeah. in Adams Morgan. Nice little, you know, uh hippie area in, in Washington, DC. I was going to McDonald's, get some so a guy over in that front, he's like, you know, ask me, you know, you have any spare change? Can you give me I said, and I and I know I normally don't do this. I'm no, I'm normally the guy that act like I don't see you. I keep working. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, hey, I'll buy you something. You come on out no, 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 just give me the money. Like, you know what? Let's forget that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna walk in here with you with homeless guy X. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go and buy you something. You say no, just you know, kind of give me the money. I'm like, you know what? That kind of thing just it puts you into a mood because then you think, I know it's just that guy. And when you give money to organizations or you help people out, it's not everybody. But sometimes you hit the wrong guy or hit the wrong. It puts a sour note in your mouth, like. Man, so now you screwed up for the next ten guys to ask me because you couldn't do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, today, yeah. am I saying today, it wrong? No, I told you guys I had to go get my car. So today, I'm uh, I'm I'm on my way to my mechanic, and I you know I take the uh, subway. I get the I get off the train uh, as an Astoria, Queens, and I'm walking down the street, and some dude sees me, and I you know I got my my shades on. He makes you know tries to make eye contact. I got my shades on. Uh, and he said, "Hey, man, uh, uh, could you?" Could you spare a dollar? I have, you know, I'm trying to get to work. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you're trying to get to work? Nigga, you need to find a job that will pay you enough to get you to work. What the hell are you? Can you spare a dollar? Because I'm trying to get to work. You, I'm, I'm clear. I must clearly have, I'm an asshole. I'm a fool stamped in my forehead. I got a tattoo that says, I look stupid on my Call forehead. Call me Bobo. Call me Bobo. Yeah, I'm Bobo the fool. Yeah, I need a dollar because I'm trying to get to work. Wait a second! Shouldn't you already be there? What time is it? A dollar in New York. What what year was this? Nineteen twenty. You can yeah, buy exactly. anything for a buck. A dollar. I said, how you? Work? Yeah, it's two. It's two fifty, two twenty five to get on the train. What are you talking about? How are you trying to get to work for the dollar? He's still in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, so I guess he, yeah, he, he's a time traveler. So that's where he's going. He's going to go back in the time machine and go back to work in nineteen seventy three. All right, okay. Oh God. Hey, God. What's up, cat? <laughs> hey, Daddy Yo! That's right. That's time machine. There you go. Oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it does. It does put a sour taste in your mouth, and and like you, uh, and I think all of us. I'm speaking for all of us. We are all in support of people coming here seeking a better life. 
Um, no problem. With I, that. I, th- I think I think the more the merrier. It makes for a, a, a more rounded society. But as my man Cuddy said, and dead presidents. <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Boss <laughs> <laughs> <So>, man, Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds you. But yo, real real talk, I'm glad you cleaned that up, you know, so you and Keith won't have no issues later on tonight at dinner time. Good stuff. Good move. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't immigrants. They citizens. You know, yeah, like, and I, I'm and I think they it. may have similar thoughts to us. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, I'm glad y'all clean that up. You know, you guys can, you know, ain't got to have the kids test your, you know, taste your steak before you eat it tonight. Good move, fellas. Good move, man. I like yeah. that, man. Good stuff. Well, before we go, man, it's just a couple of issues I want to I want to cover. Uh, uh, three of us watched the playoffs. Uh, one of us did not. That's right. Standing uh, once again, y'all proved me right. I'm standing strong with Colin. And I don't know if y'all saw the text message I sent. I always saw it. Until, I'm bringing it up. Until you do right by me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you do go go right. <laughs> I mean, until yeah, I mean, you know, Colin certainly deserves uh uh um an opportunity. And and I keep saying that, and it's funny. You know, I you know, as I was watching the the, the San Francisco Philadelphia game, me and Mark and I, we play these games. It's, it's, we're gonna be, we'll be playing this week too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl. No, no. So you know, it's, it's just my regular. I mean, huh? they come, they coming to get me. Uh, this been is Queens, about man. This is Queens, New York. Every single day, somebody, hmm. somebody getting locked. Somebody, up. yeah. I think they they're going to move those immigrants. Uh, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. I take that so, back. Try to tell them. Told you once. <laughs> I'll tell you three more times. You know what we said we got to do. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, we go to hell. We go to yeah, hell. I, no, we are. So, so I was thinking as I was watching Philadelphia, and I said, Mark and I, we, we play Madden. We play these games out, and the games, generally speaking, kind of are reflective. It's not exact, but but it gives you a feel or a sense for what's going to happen in the games. And I thought to myself as I watched Brock Purdy get knocked out, the quarterback for San Francisco, and then, holy shit, who the hell knew that Josh? Josh I, I didn't know. Josh <laughs> neither, was still did I, neither did I. I was like, damn, he's still all right. Okay, uh, he got knocked out. I was saying, you know what? If they, I bet you, I bet you they wish they had Colin Kaepernick now, because <laughs> um, they had nobody that could throw the ball. We we know he can throw it. We know he can sling it. So, you know, for them not to even bring him in or somebody not to bring him in, the, the fact that Josh Johnson mm-hmm. is on an NFL roster mm-hmm. and Colin Kaepernick is not is, is, is criminal. Yeah. That so, being said. Wait a minute, before you say, so Anthony, you tell me he couldn't look down the bench and say, ain't none of your guys play Pop Warner? Can somebody <laughs> throw the ball at least 10 yards? Hey, yeah, no, I mean. McCaffrey at one point, but it's just like, man, that, oh, that, that, that was disappointing because that, that game – I was looking forward to that game. I looked, that was going to line up pretty good. Yeah, no, it, was, it should have been. I mean, you know, and, and Purdy was good until, you know, until he got that yeah, elbow jacked up. He tore his, uh, I just reported that he tore his UCL. So he oh, only so got six yes. months. He got, he got wow. Tommy John's on. Yeah, right. That's a that's a capitra type injury. Yeah, because yeah. they said it was like a, it was hoping it was just a sprain, a sprain or a strain, but it's a tear. So he's out six months. So Mm-mm-mm. only one person happy about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I'm like, damn, I'll be back quick. Whew, that was close. <laughs> 
You're going to see him in, uh, what's that boy's name? Uh, the, that Philadelphia guy, a couple of ducats. Thanks a lot, man. Hell yeah, brother. Because I know Oh, damn. No, say it ain't so. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That was damn, that's a, that's a tough break, Brock. Oh, man. Hey, oh, well. And, and then he got on the phone with his woman. Yeah, baby, going to, going to get that biz. <laughs> we back. We back. That's what he did. Exactly what he said. It was like my man at, uh, what was it, uh, Coming to America, the Dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're back. Mortimer and Randolph. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was that was horrible. Yeah. But the, the game, uh, the, mm. to me, the, the, the best game was obviously the, the, since, you know, that. Uh, Cincinnati, Kansas, Cincinnati, Kansas City. The Philly, San Francisco game was over like in the first quarter, but the, that game last night, man, was like just insane. I mean, uh, you know, back and forth, and it's funny because uh, uh, Mark and I played that game how many times? Two times. Uh, then we played three times. I think the game's uh, it's all been game. within a within yeah three yeah. point like a, within a touchdown. Ah, yep. Okay. So play yeah. It's accurate. So you know I need your guys to do this, you know, uh, play the game and oh. get the inside information <laughs> so I can lay my money down. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to play, yeah. We're definitely going to play it out and see what's going on, man. So, yeah, uh, I feel bad. I'll tell you who I feel bad for. I mean, you know, it, it was a good game. and It was it was sad that it had to end the way it ended because I thought it, it at least deserved overtime to see what was going on. First, let me say this about Pat Mahomes. Boys in a class by himself. You know, we can talk about all the goats or whatever, but that kid, I, I said it a couple of years ago, that kid is made of different stuff. Mm. He just is. Um, and, you know, Joe Burrow had an, had an off game, but that kid, uh, Jamar Chase. Him ooh. and the other, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah. He, ooh. That boy is, a, he is a different animal. Him and Jefferson uh, are the two best receivers in the league. And they both came from the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> same. I mean, you know, that's who Joe Burrow was thrown to. I know. <laughs> he was throwing mm-hmm. the pros in college. Mm-hmm. And he's he's outstanding. Oh, yeah, he's a star. He's the second best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was a great game. I just feel bad for the kid Joseph aside, because that uh the that the, hit, man. I don't know why he ain't stopped. The other cat the other cat pulled up and he just kept going. I would I say think Ross he, Tucker had a good point. He said that People say, why can't he stop? But you got to remember, it's a big man by 260, 270, running as fast as he can and looking through essentially a, a little window. I mean, like you, you have a helmet. It's not like you've got this, you know, wide angle. You look at, you're running as fast as you can, looking through a little window. And he said he made a mistake, but it's not that hard to believe that that the guy who hit the guy, what he looks at is what we look at is way out of bounds. He thinks he's closer than, than it really is. And he said he made a mistake, but it's not. It's not so crazy if you take it to that perspective. He's running top speed, trying to chase somebody down, and then, you know, it goes bad. Well, the irony is is, is the play before the, the big run back, uh, that guy was tackled out of bounds almost exactly the same way, and they didn't call – they didn't throw a flag. Yes, I heard, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's – it's shaping up to be uh, an interesting Super Bowl. I mean, you know, two hurt quarterbacks, <laughs> huh? Yeah, two I mean, hurt, yeah, both the guys are hurt. One right. ankle, well, yeah. one shoulder. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think right now the smart money for me is on on Philly, but uh, you know, after watching uh, Pat Mahomes yesterday, I'm like, you know what? We'll see. But right now, I, I think the smart money's on Philly. Yeah, I, I think just think Philly, they have yeah. more, uh, too much for for 
Kansas City to overcome. Defense. Um, you know, and I, I thought that the referees had a really bad game. There was like five downs in, in one series for uh yeah, I heard that Kansas really, City. Really horrible yeah. they were saying. On, yeah, on no, no, that was show. just just insane. But not as insane as uh the missed call on Saturday <laughs> night with oh LeBron God. James. Damn near crying. Not damn, uh, he, he almost cried on the court. There's no crying in basketball, though. I know it's baseball <laughs> reference from Tom Hanks. But that's he was he, he was damn near crying. We saw that. That's gonna be a meme. That's like the Jordan crying meme. Oh, sure. That's gonna be sure. a meme of, of LeBron now. But he remember, was on his knees. Remember when uh the Knicks played the Toronto Raptors? RJ Barrett goes coast to coast. He bangs it on uh one of Toronto's players as the clock goes out. He also gets fouled, but they're not gonna call that down the stretch, man. You know, you you, you gotta put the ball in the baskets, which he did. But LeBron, it was definitely a foul. But I I watched it from a couple of angles. And when you really you're dealing with real time and that play is going that fast, and I know those guys get paid a lot of bucks, it was still a tough call to make. And the only thing that, you know, it wasn't like it won or lost the game, in my opinion. Now you go to overtime and, you know, you got another five minutes, you tied up and you outscore them. But they just gave up and Patrick Beverly went and somebody had a camera. He wanted to show the ref on a camera. I'm like, yo, get out of here, man. Take the L, LeBron. And, you know, he's sitting out now. Him and AD sitting out the night because they at the Mecca tomorrow. They want to show up and show out in the garden. But we got something for the yeah, yeah, they're they supposed to play the Nets tonight. tonight. Man, that's another yeah. thing that makes it hard to argue in his favor. Exactly. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't really the regular referee that was make Mister Call. It might have been George Santos, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who yeah, did not blow the whistle on time. Uh, <laughs> George is is just getting bad out here. Uh, for people that are not familiar, and people who listen internationally, we have a new congressman. Um. From New York, who liar? Is That's a, it. He's like a John Lovett style SNL style yeah. liar. Uh, it's just a, a lie. I mean, you know, I mean, I, Trump set a bar for lying. Trump set a really, really high bar, and you thought to yourself, "Can't nobody get over that bar?" Oh, he <laughs> wait. Mm-hmm. Allow, allow me to allow me allow me to retort. <laughs> Uh, George Santos is way over the line ass bar. Yeah, that cat will lie about if you if you go outside. It's a sunny day, and George Santos tells you it's a sunny day. You better check. You, you better check. You better if George Santos tells you it's raining, look out the window first. <laughs> he he. They are comparing him on social media. Remember the movie Catch Me If You Can? I think it's Leonardo. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yo. Every it's the his his mama. Was part Jewish? Uh, that's a lie. Uh, he said he graduated. They don't know where he graduated from. That's a lie. <laughs> then after he got in office and they're telling him he's lying, he went and fired like his treasurer, got another one, and that treasurer's like, "Nah, man, I don't work for him. I don't know." <laughs> like, Yo, is this guy for real? He lies about everything. His mom everything. died in nine eleven. She didn't die in nine eleven. Exactly. It's like everything. It's like everything. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. And it's not like like they're clever lies. These are like no. easily fact checked. Yes. Take twenty two seconds on Google to find out the verify lies yes. that he's telling, and he's getting a government check 
as a congressman from New York. And so apparently, I guess his his constituents are very, very upset with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess he'll be a uh, referee in the Super Bowl. Or he may, <laughs> he may even be a super, may, may be coming out with Rihanna for the halftime entertainment. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he certainly had no problem being in drag down there in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh, you know, yeah, they say, uh, he said he didn't do that neither. Oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. And yeah. they got pictures of him in, in, in drag. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Let's la, you? La, 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 la. Who you going to be? Believe me, <laughs> you're lying out. <laughs> so, in any event, man, uh, yeah, as I said, it, it, I, this is going to be, this This bears watching. I, I just can't wait to see uh, what's next. He's, de- he's definitely going to be a meme for a long, long time. Nice. Listen, folks, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, stop procrastinating get on board anywhere you find your podcast you can find us uh any whatever your favorite platform is you can find us wherever you're listening right now subscribe and make sure that you don't miss upcoming episodes you can find us on social media uh, facebook power to the people on facebook there's an action button you can listen to the most recent podcast there you can get at us on twitter at power to the peeps p-o-w-e-l-l the number two the letters d-a P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. Uh, You can find us all on Instagram. You can ask Alexa to play us. But we will see you all back wherever you're listening right now next week. Peace. Peace.